Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, and holding everyone up from actually getting excited about MLS's first kicks this year is the collective bargaining agreement that is set to expire on January 31st. This agreement lays out much of Major League Soccer rules when concerning how the players are paid and under what conditions players can move, and so I wanted to try and set together a show that, that discussed that just a little bit, that tried to get underneath what you've been reading and, and try to conglomerate some of that information, so I've, I've sort of tried to put this together. So, uh, so why don't you bear with me as I try to walk you through some of this MLS Players Union stuff and, and what it means for the fans and, and maybe what it means for the players and the owners. All right, like I said earlier, the, the, the first part of this that you have to understand is that the collective bargaining agreement that, that has been in place for X number of years that was negotiated, um, you know, back, I, I think, was it in 2009, 2010, somewhere in there, um, that was negotiated is now coming up. So January 31st, which is Saturday, if you're listening to this podcast, it probably came out on Friday or it is Saturday. And so literally the collective bargaining agreement is, has supposed to stop right then and, and basically what that means is then the players are working without a cl- collective bargaining agreement or without a contract with the league and so this collective bargaining agreement or the CBA is really what governs how the players are paid there's it, it governs what sort of movement the players have and one of the things they strive for last year was something like free agency and that's when you got sort of these uh, re-entry drafts that came about for players of certain ages able to go ahead and move around the league a little bit and, and basically that means if somebody wanted them it, it you know that they could they could get those players. So that was something that they negotiated before. But now with this CBA obviously there's there's different sticking points and different ways of going about it. Here's the first thing that you need to understand about the collecting bargaining agreement and an expiring. Um, you don't need to worry about that. At least you don't need to worry about that yet. Basically, as they've done you know, many times before, they'll work under the old collective bargaining agreement up to the beginning of the season. And for the LA Galaxy, that's that March 6th match against the Chicago Fire at uh, StubHub Center. So, you know, everything should roll and should go along. So players won't miss training camp and, and everything should go pretty closely as you get closer to the start of the season. It's when you get closer to the start of the season that things can start to get a little crazy. You could have a strike by the players. Now, the players have said they're willing to strike this time. They were willing to strike last time, too, obviously. Um, if you're in a, a union disagreement here, one of your options as the players is the strike. Now, it's an option that you have to wield because it gives you power. I mean, ultimately, everything is about power and money whenever you're talking about the owners and you're talking about the players. So it's important for the players to voice their opinion here. They need to, they, they need to have that in their, their quiver of arrows. They need to be able to threaten the ability of a strike. But on the flip side, the owners also have the ability to lock the players out. And so you have the two sides of it, a strike versus a lockout. And a, a lot of times if there's no agreement and the players think they're going to strike, a lot of times a lockout is better for the owners than to say the players are on strike. So it's more of who pulls the plug first in this particular argument. Now, I'm, I'm going to sort of be going over an article that was written by Paul Tenorio. This is in the Orlando Sentinel. You can look it up. And he had a uh, an interview with MLS Players Union Executive Director Bob Foos, and, and they discussed the CBA, um, you, you know, uh, negotiations that are going on between MLS and the MLS Players Union. And so those are your two sides. You have uh, you have MLS and, and the owners 
owners and you have the MLS Players Union um, that are going up against each other. So basically, there's there's two sticking points, and, and Bob Foose wants to sort of point out that there's two sticking points that you have here. And one of them is salaries. Obviously, one of the salary issues that we talk about all the time is is that some of the players on the lower end of the spectrum aren't making enough money, and, and the players at the higher end of the spectrum are making so much money, but there's there's sort of no in-between there. So Bob wants to make it abundantly clear that there are two issues on the table here. It's player salaries and free agency. Now, the players want free agency, and obviously that's the ability of them to move wherever they want to move within the league whenever they're done with their contract. And right now, a a team still holds the rights to a player even when a contract is expired. So the players don't really have a right to go and negotiate where they want to go. And from the player's perspective, you can understand that. You can understand the frustration with that, not having a right to say where you're going or what you're doing even after your contract has expired. So let's say Marcelo Sarvas, and let's use him as, for, as an example right now, he had one year left on his contract. So basically, if he would have played that year left on his contract, his, his contract would have been up. Now, in, in baseball and in football, there's free agency that comes about because of that. And basically, those players are allowed to go and, and you know, search teams for a place to play and and, and acquire offers. But obviously, because MLS is under this single entity structure, you can't go out and 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 shop other teams. And that's really what the owners are trying to 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 have happen, because they don't want to inflate salaries by teams bidding against each other. Remember, MLS is one unit. It's all one company. And yes, there's teams and they have given teams a lot more, um, you know, uh, leeway to operate on their own, but these teams are still part of the league, and the league technically pays everybody. I mean, listen, there's lots of twists and turns in that, and I can say that simply, but it's a lot more complex than that. So those are your two issues right now is salary and free agency, okay? And I'd say free agency has been the most talked about, but Bob Foose, uh, again, the director, um, or excuse me, the, the MLS Players Union executive director, um, wants to make sure that you know that there's more than just two issues out there. There's there's different issues, but the main issues are free agency and salaries. And he says that right now the the league and the players are still far apart on the salary issue, and the league hasn't even addressed free agency yet. So if you see people talking about a strike and thinking that there's going to be a strike, there's a reason for that. It's that they're they're so far apart from each other right now that it, there's no common ground. I, I know a lot of you have probably... You've bought stuff off of Craigslist or or eBay or or, or any of those things, and you know how negotiating works, right? I offer you $100. You tell me you want $150 for it. I tell you, you know, I'll do $110, and then you say $140, and we all know we sort of meet in the middle at $125, okay? So if it was just a salary issue, which I think that it's still an issue that, that could hold up the collective bargaining agreement, if it's just a salary issue, I think there's enough middle wiggle room there that they could meet and, and see see eye to eye and, and come to an agreement before the season starts. But he, the, the problem is free agency because the the owners don't want free agency. Um, they're against it. Again, they don't they think it's going to increase salaries or inflate salaries above a point of, of sustainability. And with free agency, the owners think, or at least they've put out um, through the league, that they can negotiate better internationally when they negotiate with one voice, or basically the league going out and negotiating for, for one. Now, that argument doesn't really hold water for me. Here's, here's, here's my standings, and I'll let you know where I stand right now, is that I, I guess I side with the players. And the reason I say I guess I side with the players as of right now is because the owners have done a horrible job of laying out their argument in 
in the press. The players are doing a better job of of doing that. So I, I feel more sympathy towards the players, but I'll be honest with you, if the owners could come up with a good reason why free agency wouldn't work in Major League Soccer and that it would lead to an unsustainable league, I could be swayed to be on the side of the owners. I mean, there's there's stuff there. Salary-wise, I think you have to increase the salary cap. And I'm not one of these people who thinks that, you know, clearly the guys on the bottom need a raise and guys who are making 30000 45000 Most of the guys are guaranteed at 45000 That's not a lot of money. We all know that. That's not a lot of money to be a professional sports player. But, you know, these are also kids who are just coming out of high school or coming out of college, and they do have a chance for progression if they're good players. It's just a matter of, you know, how many spots are open and whether or not they can find that form to increase and progress. And then you see these giant swings between, you know, the upper ends who are getting paid, you know, $6 million a year and the guys who are making $45,000. I mean, that's a huge disparity between the richest of the rich in Major League Soccer and, and the poorest. But my issue is I want to increase the salary cap because I want to thicken up that middle. I want to get more of those guys out of that bottom rung at $45,000, and I would like to see more money being spent in the $150,000, $200,000 range. I want to increase the number of players who are making that type of money, and by increasing the salary cap, I think you can do it. But here's the argument for free agency and why free agency really doesn't affect any of that. This is a capped league. Right, we all know that there's a certain amount of money to be spent on each player. I mean, that's that's how it works. I mean, there's each team has a hard cap because it is a hard cap league. I know there's allocation cash and other things, but technically there's a hard cap. So you you can't spend more than X number of dollars, 3.1 million, 4.1 million, whatever the cap ends up being. You can't and you can't you can't end up spending more than that. So it it's one of those things where how does free agency affect that? You still have the same amount of money going around to each player. So tell me how the freedom of movement for the players is going to affect the salaries all that much. Will certain people get their salaries get bid up as as teams compete a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, they will. But it has to reach a certain level where it's still the same amount of money in the same pot. Um, you know, you can't increase it. It's not because a free agency is suddenly going to make you pay, um, you know, a million dollars for, you know, Baggio Husidic. I mean, I guess you could pay a million dollars to Baggio Husidic if you wanted to. But bottom line is you take a cap hit. And whenever you take a cap hit, that's how that all comes down. I mean, it, it's it's still under the cap. So in my mind, the argument against free agency is is poor because I just don't see how it'll affect. Maybe there's people smarter out smarter than me out there that are seeing this from a different perspective. But that's my argument against free agency, and I think that you should increase the cap, obviously. Everybody thinks you should increase the cap. I would like to see the, the salary cap increase just for the reason is I want to develop that depth. Again, I want to move more people towards the middle of that pay scale and away from the upper and the lower. And I think with designated players, you do that already. I mean, there's really only three guys who are going to get paid the bazillions of dollars. Um, you know, So you have three guys on the team who are making a whole bunch of money, and then you have guys at the lower. Well, if I can take two or three of those guys that are on the lower end – and I can bump them up and I can sort of slide everybody forward and, and there's more money to sort of be spread around and thicken up that middle, then that's the depth we're talking about. And, and my biggest argument with the CCL has always been that the the that Major League Soccer doesn't have an issue of talent because I think talent-wise, MLS can compete with, with Liga MX down, down in Mexico. I think that they can. 
Um, I think they have a depth issue, which is that uh, the whenever Mexico, whenever any of the Mexican teams go to their bench, they have solid, solid starting caliber players that are coming off the bench. Whenever MLS goes to the bench, they have guys who aren't making that much money, who don't have the same talent. So I'd like to increase that talent and hold some of that middle talent by increasing the salary cap. So I don't see that this is why I can't be on the owner's side right now. I mean, the owners have basically said we're, we're losing money like crazy. I mean, that's what they always say. And so their narrative hasn't changed because their narrative hasn't changed and they haven't explained it satisfactorily, I think, to anybody. I don't know of anybody who says the owners are doing a ju- good job in the PR war. Um, then then I understand that. I understand that. So, all right. So, so that's sort of where I stand. I, I think I gave you some basics. I mean, listen, nothing's going to happen until the beginning of the season. This is why if you see me being a little cynical about the start of the season, I, I firmly believe that they are way far apart right now. If it was just the salary issue, again, I feel like there's enough middle ground there that they could find find a way to, to meet together. But right now, I, I can't see it. I can't feel that there's any middle ground because the owners aren't even addressing free agency at this point, and it's something the players say that they're willing to strike about. So even if they could get the salaries to the middle, even if they could negotiate a good place on the salaries right now, where, what happens with free agency, and where does that go? So that's sort of my question. I'd love to know what you guys think. I mean, if you think I'm completely off base here, that that the owners have put up a wonderful argument, I'd love to hear it. And, of course, you can hit us up on uh, on Twitter, at Galaxy Podcasts. Uh, you can do that whenever you want. That would be great. So um, so you can do that. You can go on Facebook, Corner of the Galaxy, um, or you can email us at cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. So that all works. Now, I did get a chance, if you heard earlier in the week, I got a tra- chance to talk to Todd Dunnivant. Now, I spun off a separate little segment of Todd talking about the CBA. Todd is on that that board of directors. Uh, he's one of the players that's on sort of the board of directors that goes and negotiates with the league. So Todd is one of the one of the smarter players in Major League Soccer. He's he's definitely intelligent on this particular subject. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take a break. And whenever I get back, uh, I'm going to be joined by Todd Dunham, and you'll get to hear that segment that I recorded with him. Uh, whenever he came on the show just a little bit earlier. All right, so going to take a real quick break. Whenever I get back, be joined by Todd Donovan to talk a little bit about the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, and he'll give you his thoughts from the players' perspective. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'll be right back. Hollywood to the slums, chronic smoke, get burnt by the California sun on the west side. East coast, where you at? Scott to New York, like a net on a jet to London. To Brazil, to Quebec, like the whole damn world took effect to Ferg. Tell them. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Guessman here once again, and I wanted to continue this discussion ever so briefly on the collective bargaining agreement that is being contested in Major League Soccer. And to help me do that, I've invited a good friend of the show, a veteran player, and a player representative for the Major League Soccer Players Union. Please welcome back to the show, Todd Donovan. Todd, thanks for stopping by once again. No problem. Thanks, Josh. Well, so I just want to get a general update from you. I don't want to go into a whole bunch of specifics because I think I've been talking about it enough and, and people sort of understand where we're coming from. But just give me a, the general update on the CBA and, and, and where that stands. Um, we're, boy, we're, the CBA technically expires on January 31st. Uh, so that's coming right up. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, what happened last time around five years ago was that that deadline was extended by both parties. Um, it doesn't really help either side at this point, at that point to, to, uh, to strike or to be locked out. Um, so more or less that deadline is pushed towards the, uh, towards the start of the season. Um, you know, which this year is the beginning of March. Um, so we've been exchanging proposals back and forth between the league and, and the union. And, um, you know, at this point, we're sort of where we expect it to be. It's it's a difficult process, and right. um, we're we're pretty far apart. I understand that. Um, what 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 sort of is that next step for both sides? Do you guys sit back down at the table, or are there, are there more meetings scheduled? Yeah, there's more meetings scheduled. Um, you know, there's conference calls, there's there's meetings, um, and it's a process of really just talking and, and trying to work through the issues. Um, certainly, the big issues are still hanging out there, and they're still. Um, we're still very far apart in terms of economics, uh, salary budget, minimum salaries, et cetera, um, and then also free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been pretty clear in our stance that we need to have free agency in the in the CBA in order to get it done, and they've been pretty clear back to us that the owners aren't willing to compete um, internally. So that that one's going to be, uh, you know, probably the biggest fight. And at this point, we haven't made any progress on it, but economics still are, are pretty far apart and we still have a lot of work to do there but hopefully we can keep chipping away and and uh you know certainly both sides want a deal but um you know we're 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 trying to let the process play out yeah, yeah i understand that you know you know from a fan's perspective todd we get a lot of um we don't get a lot of transparency from the league i have to imagine that from a player's perspective you get a little more transparency but i have to imagine that that's that's still an issue that we're not seeing everything that they're seeing Right. Um, I think that's been a criticism, and the commissioner, I think, is aware of that and has promised more transparency, um, whether it's allocation rules or, or player transfers or that sort of thing, and I think everyone would be be welcome to that. But, um, you know, we try and work with the information we have, and, and mm-hmm. we, at this point, are just wanting a better better deal for everybody, and not just the players. We want a better deal for the league, too, because this league has come so far in, in such a short amount of time, and certainly has potential to go uh, light years further. So we want to work with the league on that and then and get a deal that benefits both sides and pushes this league into another another stratosphere. I think that's everyone's goal. I, I think it's also everybody's goal to obviously avoid a work stoppage. I think that's everything the fans are, are, are the most worried about, obviously. That's that's the thing that affects their lives the most is, is not having soccer to watch. But is can this league handle a strike with with where it's at right now? I guess uh, there's only one way to find out, right. and if that if that happens, then then we'll see what the repercussions are. But um, neither side wants it. But at the same time, um, the players are, are fairly you know firmly committed in the fact that we have uh, we feel like we've got a set of demands that that are very reasonable and and aren't going to hurt the league. They're only going to help the league, and that's what we want a, a better league and, and better conditions for the players. So. Um, you know, it's not just about money or free agency. It's about a lot of issues, and um, we want to see movement on uh, on all those issues so that we can continue to move this league forward. Well, Todd, we want to thank you once again for stopping by. I know you're busy, and I know this is a this is a tough subject to talk about, especially from the players' perspective, from the owners' perspective. Um, lots of negotiating still going on, so I, I appreciate you stopping by and at least giving us an update. And I'm sure we'll uh, we'll continue to follow up with you. 
Great. Appreciate it, Josh. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. That's Todd Dunavant, LA Galaxy defender. Uh, whenever I get back, still more CBA talk, but we'll be wrapping up the show very soon. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy, Short Corner, the, the Collective Bargaining Agreement Show on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman with you one more time. Just got done talking with LA Galaxy defender Todd Donovan. A good discussion with him. Just wanted to sort of wrap it all up now. They are, these two sides will be meeting again. They will be talking it out. They're going to negotiate all the way up until this deadline. And like I said, it's not until we get closer to the end of season that you really have to worry anything's going to happen as far as a strike or a lockout. That's where you have to watch it. Obviously, the two big issues, like we said, the collective bargaining agreement is uh, free agency and player salaries. Those were always going to be the sticking points. It's really not a surprise. And that's how it's going to go. Um, you know, it's up to the owners now, really, to to lay out their PR case. I mean, this is all about PR. It's up to the owners to lay out their PR case and for us to hear them and for us to decide if that makes any sense. And, you know, we get to be the judge and, and the jury here. We just have no say, and ultimately we're taken for a ride here. I do not want the players to prevail if this is going to be detrimental to the league. But so far, everything the players have proposed, I don't see it being detrimental to the league. Obviously, I don't have the account books for the league. I don't have all this, uh, all the numbers for, you know, what the LA Galaxy have made, what they've lost. You know, what what Uncle Phil has put into this team and, you know, how much money he's either won or made, I, I don't know. And, and nobody really does. And it's that transparency issue that, that always drives us fans crazy, but also probably allows the show to be interesting at least we get to discuss things that we have no idea about and make generalizations about that. So anyway, the collective bargaining agreement will expire, the current one. They will extend it or they'll at least say that they're going to work under those proposed rules up near to the close of to the start of the season. So don't expect any preseason trips or anything else to go away. But if you're worried about anything, it's opening day. I mean, that's really if, if you're going to see some games be affected here. It's going to be opening day. It's going to be those those initial games that are played. All right, I think I've pretty much uh, talked this to death. I want to thank um, Todd Donovan for stopping by and obviously giving us his insight on on everything that's going on uh, with the LA Galaxy and through the through the MLS Players Union there. So that's always good news. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, if you want to find this show, obviously on Twitter at Galaxy Podcasts, Facebook Corner of the Galaxy iTunes, Corner of the Galaxy, all those places in between and everything else, please, please go there. Cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our writings, all of that stuff. We will have some more fun short corners coming up. I've talked to some fun people. I think you're going to enjoy them. So look for those starting next week, and we should have a couple of those next week for you to, uh, to really look at, again, some of the personalities behind the LA Galaxy and what they do. So you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy, short corner on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman. I'll catch you next time.